Okay, so how's your quarantine going? Because let me tell you what, like, the boredom is real. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I am having, like, a bunch of problems with anxiety. And I'm sure that a lot of people are, you know, just with the state of the world. There's a lot to be alarmed about. But, um, yeah, I wasn't really, like, sleeping. And I kept, like, waking up in the middle of the night, like, wide awake. So I had to call my doctor and up my anxiety medication. And since, oh, and I had to stop watching the news. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how many times have I told you to get off the TV when the news is on? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I did, because I was, I was watching it, like, every single day for a couple hours, and it was really getting to me. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, but then I'd call you, and you'd be like, turn off the fucking news. (laughs) Stop it. Okay. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. So... So I've cut that out and I'm trying my best to like avoid it. You know, it's like, I really want to know what's going on though, you know, but well, here's the thing though, is that anything that is like worth knowing it's going to end up on Facebook somehow. It's going to end up, you know, like, you know, it, it's not like you're not going to hear the things that are important to hear about. You just won't get all the extra, like everybody's sounding panicked about everything. Right. Right. You're totally oh. right about that. Yeah. So I've tried to, I've tried to not go searching for the news and it's a fine line because it's like, you know, I can't change it. There's nothing I can do to change what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just knowing about it isn't going to give me any kind of control over it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of like a fine line of like, I really want to know, but I also need to do everything I can to manage my anxiety. So, yeah. So that's been my main focus is like calming my shit down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what about you? How's your quarantine going? Uh, I'm so bored. (laughs) I have now watched all of Heartland. Mm -hmm. I watched all of Cracky. It's the Irwins because Steve Irwin is amazing. And even he's not in it it is, is fun. And I watched all of that in like all of three days. So that was great. (laughs) Yeah. Because more time for me on the couch. Um, and let's see. I'm now watching My Cat from Hell, which Steve is, like, super into. Let me just tell you what. Oh, that's cute. He sits there and he watches it with me. So he'll, like, get into his little bed on the couch and then he'll, like, turn around and, like, stare at the TV and, like, watch the cats on the screen. And, like, it, he'll be, like... And then he'll, like, fall asleep or whatever. But then every once in a while, a cat will be like, and he'll, like, look at me like, do you hear this garbage? You know, like, like, do you hear what they're getting away with? Oh, no. It's like he knows, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. But it's just kind of like, okay, you know, so it's entertainment for him. I've never seen him so interested in the TV other than the one time that I've watched that uh, The Lion King live action. Movie. Oh really? <laughs> he wants a piece of Zazu. Like, oh, I bet. He wants him, you know? And so yeah. he'll like he watches it and he'll like watch him flit across the screen and stuff, and his eyes will just like, boom, like get huge. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as whatever is happening on the screen is happening, but that's really cute. So uh-huh. it's pretty much been, 
you know, a lot of TV and me trying to motivate myself to do anything other than just watch TV because I have no motivation for anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I just... You know, like they're okay. I've got my horse, right? So that's an excuse to get out of the house for two or three hours a day, right? Like, and you know, like that's acceptable. It's not like I'm just wandering around, like I'm taking care of my animal, even though like he's already fed and that sort of stuff. So I don't need to do that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. like, you know, brush him, exercise him, all that. And yeah, I'm like, there's times where it's like, it's been two days. I should probably go. But then I'm just like, I just can't you know Mm -hmm. I'm just like I just can't get the energy to go and do it and it's like and there's been a couple of times where I've like changed into clothes to wear to the barn and then I just end up back on the couch in my barn clothes yeah like this is ridiculous just pull it together Rochelle but there's just like not enough I don't know like (laughs) I've been telling you a lot like okay I am a social person I need people to like you know, not re-energize myself, but kind of, you know, like I got to be around people. Like I got to have human contact. I'm like Tinkerbell. If I don't have attention, I die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just start wilting. Like the longer I go without seeing people, I just kind of like melt more into the couch. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, My my, my life hasn't changed like incredibly, you know what I mean? Just because like I did already spent a lot of time at home with Killian but yeah. um but but I'm really missing the grandparent experience. You know what I mean? Like not being yeah. able to see like my dad and Patty or like Scott and Kelly has been r- taken a toll on me and definitely on Killian. Yeah. You know, he is basically stuck with me most of the time. Yeah. So, and I you know, we're not taking him to preschool even though his preschool is open right now. So, yeah. I just, I, you know, he's supposed to start kindergarten in the fall. Who knows if that's even a thing that's going to happen, yeah, you know? I mean, it might just be, like, you know, homeschool, which is going to suck balls, let me tell you. <laughs> I am not prepared yeah. for that. I mean, we're doing, like, we, we do workbooks right now, you know, so he's keeping up on his, you know, letters and numbers and stuff, but, like, having actual like I mean we're not doing that for you know six or seven hours like kindergarten is going to be you know we're doing it for like half an hour (laughs) right Mm -hmm. yeah so I don't know but I do wish that he right now could hang out with other kids because again he's just stuck with me and I don't want him to like forget how to be around other kids so Uh, he'll figure it out once he's around him again (laughs) Yeah, I'm it's sure I mean, a lot of kids are in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. it's just like I never wished so much that he wasn't an only child so that he had another kiddo to play with, you know. Also, yeah. trying to imagine having another child right now sounds like a fucking nightmare. So I am glad <laughs> that we don't. Well, because he's yeah. like finally able to like not wake up in the middle of the night, you know. As of like four days ago. Yeah. 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 And, so. you know, like. That's a long time to, like, go without sleeping through the night. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I it's yeah. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know. The last four nights I have slept through the night, and I'm just like, what is even happening? I feel rested. <laughs> I feel hydrated. Yeah. Not related. I don't know why. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, all of it. All of it's, yeah. 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 All of it sucks. <laughs> 
Well, you know, things are going to get figured out at some point. (laughs) Well, and like, okay, having him go to school or whatever, it's not going to be any different than like starting school to begin with. Or like, you know, even in between, I remember like, I don't know if you remember, but like in between school years at school, right? So you end up in classes where you don't know anybody and blah, 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 blah. You know, like you're starting over again every year. So it's not like... Once you're in the, like, in the swing of things, you get, like, you know, like, where your classrooms are, maybe, or whatever, but, like, you don't, you're completely set up from, like, from your start from scratch every year, so it's not, like, I don't know, I wouldn't worry about it too much, because you have to figure out how to school anyway, you know, like, going into kindergarten, I'm sure, is kind of tricky for most kids because they're it's a completely different life you know right so. yeah yeah he'll be in a classroom full of kids expected to sit in a desk mm-hmm. and sit still for god knows how long that just sounds hard although I think I remember kindergarten it wasn't a lot of sitting just in your desk the whole time you know you get up and run around yeah. and do you know it's a little bit more like preschool than the other grades from what I yeah. remember so yeah. So it'll probably be fine. It'll all be fine. Everything will get back to normal. <laughs> well, not exactly normal, I know, but yeah, the world will be different for sure. But it'll get figured out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, today we are talking about season five, episode twelve, called Swap Meet. This is um, a fun episode. This is kind of one that I um, I've sometimes shown to people who have never watched Supernatural, just so they can kind of get the humor of it. Yeah. So I remember I was like, I was watching it and I was telling my mom what happens in this episode. And she's like, oh, you had me watch this one before. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I guess I made my mom watch Supernatural. I don't remember that, but that's fine. I usually go for changing channels. I think if I am like, I need to show them one episode to try and get them interested. What do I show them? I usually go for changing channels. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a yeah. really good one. Mm-hmm. We've done that, that one already, right? For that one. Mistake. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did changing channels just a couple. Um, just a little bit. I almost ago. said seasons ago, a couple episodes ago, a few yeah. episodes ago. Okay. Yeah, it was four episodes ago. <laughs> All right, so we start out in a bar. There's like an early 40s looking woman sitting at the bar alone. Sam comes up beside her and says to the bartender, "Evening, barkeep." I would like to purchase some alcohol, please. The bartender says, "Uh uh-huh, what can I get you? Sam pulls out his ID and says, well, I'm 26, as you can see, from my license. The bartender (laughs) says, congratulations, what can I get you? Sam says, a banana daiquiri, my good man. Ew. I know, it sounds so gross, I've never had one. I just, well, okay, first of all, I don't like banana-flavored things. Like, I can only tolerate actual bananas, and, like, I mean, okay, like, I love banana bread and that sort of stuff, but, like, as far as, like, bananas go, they have a very short window with me yeah. <laughs> where they're edible, you know? But, yeah. like, banana-flavored things are just disgusting. They're horrendous. Like, they shouldn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean, correct me you. if I'm wrong, but most people, I feel like, don't like them. There's a few people that do, but most yeah. people don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably would be fine with a banana daiquiri, to be honest. I like banana-flavored things. I don't like 
like pick that over another flavor but if i like have to eat it it's fine um i think you should check your microphone and make sure that it's plugged in on both ends because it's kind of clicking in and out no it's plugged in okay i'm not hearing anything but i don't know if i don't know we'll see okay okay fine okay all right. So a banana daiquiri, my good man. The woman next to Sam says, I'm Crystal. What's your name? Sam shakes her hand and says, hi, Crystal. I'm Gary. Crystal says, Gary, I don't want to embarrass you, but you are just a stunning looking man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd ever have the balls to say that to somebody. Oh, no, I would be too chicken. I yeah. mean, if I knew them, that would be one thing. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah. okay so she says uh you're just a stunning looking man sam says i know right (laughs) and he looks into the bar mirror and fixes his hair the bartender brings him his banana daiquiri sam says oh thanks crystal says so gary you having a good time tonight sam says thank you for asking crystal this is like the best night ever (laughs) she says do you think we can make it any better sam shrugs and says probably i don't know She says, I mean, do you want to get out of here? Sam says, well, I kind of like this bar. I just ordered this daiquiri. Crystal says, I mean, do you want to get out of here with me? Sam looks looks around and says, are we talking about sex? She giggles and says, well, I, yeah, I suppose we are. Sam looks really excited and says, Crystal, I would love to have the sex with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can I just say, like, if I had to spell it out like that for somebody, no. (laughs) I know, right? I'm over it. You know? How dumb is this guy? (laughs) Um, I mean, but also, it's somebody looking like Jared Padalecki, so I might be more willing to spell. (laughs) Yeah. She says, great, then let's go. The camera pans around the bar, and when we get back to Sam and Crystal, we see that it's actually a young high schooler named Gary in Sam's body. Crystal says, love that jacket on you, by the way. Gary says, thanks. Actually, the whole outfit is new. And we get our opening title sequence. I got to say, I remember when I first watched this episode, or when I watched this episode for the first time, and um, I was like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah, and just being I definitely felt that way, too. Just being so alarmed that Sam was acting like this to a Uh cougar, you know, like all of it, all of it was just totally shocking to me. Okay, Sam always gets Sam always gets hit on by older women. Have you noticed anytime anytime there's like an older woman hitting on one of the brothers? It's always Sam. Always. Mm -hmm. Every time. Never Dean. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of great. Like, yeah, it is I kind of like it a lot. Yeah. I remember being like super confused because like, okay, I'm sure that they make that kid look more like greasy and awkward and stuff in the show than he actually does in real life. But yeah. like you go from seeing Sam and then all of a sudden you see this other kid who's like not really all that attractive. Yeah. You know, just kind of like, oh, what? You know, like, this yeah. is, something's not right about this. Like, yeah. the, the comparison between the two was shocking enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's a huge difference. <laughs> Plus, yeah. Gary Gary is in high school, so he's much younger. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, opening title sequence. Then the screen says, 
Housatonic, Massachusetts. I think I said that right. It might be Housatonic, but it's probably Housatonic because Housatonic sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I have watch, no idea. Watch it is Housatonic, and I just like dissed on everybody there. It, listen, if you live in Housatonic <laughs> or Housatonic or whatever, Housatonic. I'm sorry that I said your the name of your town wrong. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, so the screen says 36 hours earlier, Sam and Dean are sitting on a couch um, uh, in a woman named Donna's house. She's there with her daughter, Katie. Donna says, Dean and Sammy Winchester. So how long has it been? Sam says, summer before sixth grade. She says, mm-hmm, I remember you. You assigned yourself your own reading list. Dean chuckles <laughs> and says, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, to the daughter, Sam says, your mom happens to be the best babysitter we ever had. Donna says, well, when I was a maid at the Mayflower out on the interstate, long before you were even an idea, their daddy used to pass through town and leave the boys with me while he went off to work. One time he was gone for two weeks. Oh, and he'd always come limping back. He loved you boys. Katie, the daughter, says, "Um, do you know what he did all that time? Uh, Donna says, little Sammy kept trying to tell me. Of course, I didn't believe him. Not at first, anyway. Sam says, Katie, our dad happened to be an expert at getting rid of ghosts. And now, so are we. Donna says, that's why we called them, sweetie. They can help us. Dean says, sounds like you guys got yourself a poltergeist. The husband comes into the room uh, with some luggage and says, it started about a month or two after we moved in. Donna says, yeah, first it was just bumps and knocks and scratches on the walls. And then it started breaking things. Okay. Sketchy. (laughs) Bumps and knocks and scratches on the wall. Like, that is totally, like, when I start to, like, have... um, audio hallucinations like that's what happens that's what I hear is like scratching on the walls mm-hmm. and like whispers so just like the idea of this freaks me out so much yeah uh, it's uh, not comforting <laughs> no it's totally not it's totally not okay Sam asks um and then it attacked Katie the husband says that was two nights ago Donna says can you show them honey Katie stands up and lifts up her shirt carved into her stomach are the words murdered child yeah. I wonder if like I mean obviously that's just makeup but I wonder if it's supposed to be like that that just like showed up on her stomach or she was like present like consciously present for each letter getting carved in you know what I mean I feel like because they're talking about it's like an attack to me it made it sound like it happened and she was like aware of it and then that's like the aftermath right yeah like they're showing he's they're basically saying like this is what happened to me and then they're showing the proof of it you know Mm -hmm. okay yeah okay dean says katie everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna be fine not fine it's gonna be fine (laughs) everything's gonna gonna be be fine fine. (laughs) we're gonna find everything He says, I promise. Why don't you guys take yourself a little vacation and we'll take care of it. So we cut to Sam and Dean at a burger joint. Gary is ringing up Dean. Gary says, bacon burger, tur- bacon burger, <laughs> bacon burger, turbo, large chili cheese fries and a health quake salad shake. Dean says, I know, I know it's not mine. Dean brings the food back to Sam, who takes the salad, pours in the dressing, and proceeds to shake the container. Dean says, oh, you shake it up, baby. (laughs) You know, poltergeist aside, Donna looked pretty good, don't you think? Sam says, dude, don't tell me you still got the hots for our babysitter. Dean says, what? No. 
that's weird. <laughs> I'm just saying that she, you know, she's doing good, you know, with her husband and her kid. This whole Amityville thing being thrown at them, and they're hanging tough. You ever think you'd want something like that? Uh, wife, Rugrats, the whole nine? Sam shakes his head and says no. He says no. I mean, I'm really... Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to start that over. <laughs> Sam shakes his head and says, no, I mean, not really. And it's not really my thing anymore. Dean says, yeah, what do you got? Sam, who's been doing computer research, says, well, the house of theirs, it's old, really old, hundreds of years. I found a legend. It's unconfirmed, but still, supposedly in the 1720s, the house was owned by a guy named Isaiah Pickett. Legend has it he hung a woman in his backyard for witchcraft, a woman named Maggie Briggs. Dean says, okay, so an angry ghost witch. Sam says, if it's true, that still doesn't explain what murdered child means. Dean says, no, or where the bitch is buried. Sam says, you know, I mean, it's a long way back, but I can see if I can find something in the town records. Dean says, it's worth a shot. During this whole conversation, Gary has been creepily staring at Sam. So we cut to nighttime. Sam is walking down a sidewalk on the phone with Dean. Dean says, so any luck? Sam says, bupkis, can't even find proof of a woman named Maggie Briggs existed, much less where she was planted. Dean says, all right, well, we've got a minute to breathe here, so let's pick it up first thing. Sam says, you bet, see you in a few. They hang up, and Sam hears a twig snap. He looks around and gets shot in the neck with a friggin' dart. That surprised me. And it's me. a big one. Like, that looks like it would hurt so bad. It's gigantic, and it really surprised me. It was like a, car- it was like a cartoon dart. You know? Well, it has to be big enough to take down a moose. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You know, getting shot in the neck with darts is another one of those things that growing up watching TV shows, I was sure would happen to me at some point. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I thought I was, I always thought I was going to have to deal with that situation somehow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, me too. Having to like work myself out of handcuffs. Or yeah, handcuffs. Get myself out of or through a locked door. Mm-hmm. Blow dart. Have yeah. to worry about falling anvils. I never worried about that. Worried about having to like run from somebody and being slow. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> those are, you know, like those happen so possibly, much. Possibly, yeah, possibly through the woods with no shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be the worst, okay? Having to run from somebody would be awful. Having to do it through the woods would be awful. But not mm-hmm. having any shoes on? Ugh. Like the worst. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. I don't like any of it. <laughs> okay. So Sam passes out. He wakes up in Gary's body, wearing Gary's clothes. Um, but to us, it still looks like Sam, the actor, Jared. So he starts walking down a street, and a cop stops him. The cop says, Mr. Frankel, Mr. Gary Frankel? Sam says, who? The cop says, your family's been worried sick about you, son. Sam says, my family? My brother called you? The cop says, come on, get in before you freeze solid. So they pull up to a big suburban house and get out of the car. Sam says, thanks, but uh, where are we? Cop says, you're home, son. Sam says, no, no, officer, I'm not staying here. A man and a woman (laughs) come... What's going on? <laughs> the hell is happening. Yeah. So Anna and a woman come out of the house and the woman says, Gary, oh, my God, are you all right? And she hugs him. Sam says, OK, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what is going on here? 
The woman, who is uh, Mr. Frankel, Gary's mom, says, what do you mean? Sam says, lady, who are you? Mr. <laughs> Frankel says, Mr. Frankel says, young man, are you drunk? Sam says, and who are you? Mr. Frankel says, <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Frankel says, Gary, are you drunk? Answer your father. Sam says, my father. And then he looks into his reflection on the car door window and sees Gary's face. He yells, who is that? Who the hell is that? <laughs> Where I am. Where yeah. I am. <laughs> that would be shocking. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I would have a hard time with that. Mr. Frankel says, he's out of his gourd. Young man, I'm very surprised at you. Sam says, yeah, tell me about it. So we cut to Gary in Sam's body. Um, but we see... Um, but we see Sam with Gary's voice. This was a very awkward to write because, yeah. yeah so I'm not really sure I'm explaining it well enough um, about who's in whose body. But basically, they swapped bodies. <laughs> they yeah. show us they show us both actors being one person. So it's difficult to write. Did that even make sense? I don't know. Yeah. So Gary oh. is in Sam's body, and Sam is in Gary's body, and they see themselves as themselves. But then when other people see them, they look like the body and not the person inside. Right, 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 right. Okay, so. Um, okay, so Gary is in the motel room um, in Sam's body. <laughs> he flexes his muscles in the mirror and says, oh, yeah, bring it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yep. Um, when he turns <laughs> away from the mirror, we see that it's Gary in Sam's clothes. Gary looks down at his body and says, holy crap. Then Dean comes into the room. <laughs> he says, Sam, where the hell you been, man? I've been trying to call you for hours. Gary says, I picked up some food. Bacon burger, turbo, large chili cheese fries, right? Dean snatches the bag away from him. Gary says, sorry, man, really. I just lost track of time. I didn't mean to freak you out. Dean says, thanks. Don't know why it took you two hours, but thanks. Gary says, oh, you're going to want to eat that on the road. Dean says, Why? Gary says, the maid came in, saw that, and now they're all kind of freaking out. And he points to a bunch of guns and ammo. Dean says, why'd you let the maid in? Gary says, it just happened. Dean says, whatever, I got to hit the head and then we'll take off. Gary says, all right, I'll be outside. Gary grabs Dean's cell and hurries out to the car. Inside baby, he grabs all the phones in the glove box and throws them into the dumpster. Dean gets in the car and says, hey, you ready? Gary says, absolutely. Hey, can I drive? So they switch seats. Gary starts the car and says, oh, man, this is so sweet. <laughs> and he starts <laughs> revving the car. Dean says, you want to get the lead out, Andretti? Come on. Gary puts it in gear and Dean says, reverse, reverse. Then Gary accidentally backs the car up into the dumpster. Dean says, it's in reverse. They get out of the car and Gary says, I am really, really sorry. Dean says, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So Let's we see cut if I to ever let you drive again. Exactly. <laughs> so we cut to Sam calling Dean, but he's just getting voicemail. The voicemail says, "This is Dean's other other cell, so you must know what to do." Sam says, "Dean, I've called every cell phone we've got. Where are you, man?" So this is going to sound crazy, really crazy, but I think I'm in the wrong body. Could use a little help here. I think I got asthma. Call me back. <laughs> He's, like, more concerned about the fact that he has asthma than the fact that he's in the wrong body. I know. I love it. I love it. So he hangs up and calls the motel they're staying at. He asks to be connected to room 102. The person on the phone says, 102? No, man. Those guys checked out in the middle of the night. 
Sam says, wait, guys, plural. The dude says, yeah, one leather jacket, one Sasquatch. They left. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sam hangs up and looks in the mirror. Gary's body looks back. Sam says, who are you? Sam starts going through Gary's stuff and finds some advanced placement binders. Sam says, smart kid. He finds a bunch of Star Wars t-shirts and says, virgin. (laughs) Okay, Eric has a bunch of Star Wars t-shirts, and he's clearly not a virgin. So just just saying. Nothing wrong with Star Wars t-shirts. Okay, okay. I have a Star Wars t-shirt. Yeah. It says, trust me, I have a dark side. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's got Vader's face on it. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so Sam pulls a box out from under the bed. In the box is a copy of the magazine, Busty Asian Beauties. Sam says, frustrated virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Poor kid. (laughs) I know. He also finds a witchcraft cloth and blade. Sam says, witchcraft, huh, Gary? You little satanic bastard. (laughs) Mrs. Mrs. Frankel yells, Gary, breakfast. To himself, Sam says, leave me alone. She yells for him again, and he yells, all right, I'm coming. Sam sits down at the breakfast table with Gary's mom, dad, and little sister. Um, she looks like she is uh, a little younger than him, but still a teenager. Mr. She kind of looks like Moaning Myrtle, too. Oh, yeah, she does a little bit. From Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Frankel says, so, Gary, I'd like to know what happened last night. Sam says, so would I. Believe me. Mr. Frankel says, I mean, what happened with the plan, buddy? Sam says, the plan? Mr. Frankel says, SATs, MIT, the plan. You want to be an engineer, you need a full ride. So tell me, how does getting drunk fit in with the plan? Sam says, right, yeah, listen, buddy, no offense, but at the moment, I could give a rat's ass about your plan. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Frankel says, excuse me? Sam says, "Uh, listen, have I seemed moody lately? Withdrawn? (laughs) Gary's little sister says, wow. Sam says, any occult fixation? Let me guess. I'm amazing at Latin. Mrs. Frankel says, you have an ear for languages. Sam says, uh, any of the neighborhood pets go missing recently? Mr. <laughs> Frankel, Mr. Frankel says, are you smoking drugs? Mrs. Frankel <laughs> says, Leonard, he is not smoking drugs. Sam says, have any of you seen me with a book? It'd be a big old leather bound, maybe some strange writing on it. Or frankly, I'm probably hiding it. Sam takes a bite of toast, and Mr. And Mrs. Frankel says, Gary, no. Sam's like, what? Mrs. Frankel says, you're allergic to wheat gluten. Gary's little <laughs> sister laughs. So we cut like, to Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just looks totally thrilled during this whole conversation. <laughs> so we cut to Sam coming out of the bathroom, acting like he just puked. Uh, he runs into his little sister, who says, you've seriously sprung a leak. If mom and dad ever found that creepy old book of yours, you'd be grounded for a decade, and you're bringing it up at breakfast? Sam says, so there is a book. Sydney, where do I keep it? So we cut to Dean and Gary walking down a street. Gary says, so where are we going anyway? Dean says, to work. The case? Gary says, all right, yeah, the case, of course. Where, uh, where do you want to start? Dean says, well, since you couldn't find uh, where Maggie Briggs was buried, now we have to do an all-day tombstone roll to see if we can dig her up. Gary says, wait, Maggie Briggs? You mean, like, the witch Maggie Briggs? Dean says, yeah, Sherlock. Gary says, yeah, she's in the basement. Dean says, come again? What basement? Gary says, Isaiah Pickett's house. Okay, there's this legend that he hung her, but he didn't. The real truth is that she was carrying his illegitimate child, and he killed her and then buried her in the basement. 
Dean says, her murdered child. That would explain the scratches. How do you know all this? Gary says, oh, I've done all kinds of research. I mean, you know, last night. Dean says, yeah, nice work, I guess. So they get in the car and a Bob Seger song is on. Gary says, oh, man, turn it up. Dean says, seriously? Gary says, hell yeah. So Dean turns it up and they drive. Uh, we cut to Sam leaving Dean's, uh, leaving Dean another voicemail. Sam says, Dean, someone has stolen my body. The guy next to you is not me. Check your friggin' voicemail, damn it. <laughs> Sam is getting real frustrated here. He's a little angsty. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. So mm. Sam hangs up and we see that he is in a high school. Ugh, that is just my worst nightmare, having to go back to high school. I could I see mean, how he would be upset about that. I wouldn't necessarily want to go back to high school, but it wouldn't, like, bother me to be in a high school, you know? Yeah. Um, a boy named Trevor and a girl named Nora come over and say, Gary, are you okay? Sam's like, yeah, I'm Gary. Uh, Gary's okay. Trevor says, <laughs> so we're referring to ourselves in the third person now. Nora says, we heard about last night. What happened? Sam says, got drunk. No big thing. Look, where, what's my locker number? Trevor says, what, are you still drunk? Sam says, yeah, yeah, I see like three of you right now. So what's my locker number? So we cut to Sam at Gary's locker. He finds the combination to the lock just by listening to it. Um, that's another thing that I thought a skill that I would have by now. I know, right? Being able to unlock, unlock things just by listening to it, yeah. Okay, be real, though, with me. Have you tried it? I haven't. Have you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to turn this a bunch of times and see if it... I mean, okay, like, one of them... Oh, gosh. I think... So, I have, like, an old PE locker that, like, I still know the combination to. I don't know why I remembered the combination to it. Like all these years yeah. <laughs> afterwards, but I still do. And so I, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to see if I can like hear the difference. And I'm like turning it and like, listen, you know, like I'm trying to like hear if there's any like clicks or whatever. And if I hear like a, a different click, then I'm like, okay, I'd look at it and I'm like, that's not the number. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, oh, that's so funny. It, yeah. It doesn't work. Okay. Not, I would assume that you'd have to have like, supersonic hearing yeah <laughs> or I mean but the thing is is you can hear it clicking but I don't know like yeah there there's I'm sure you might be able to do that but I don't think it's the most efficient way to break a lock I feel like your okay. best bet is just bolt cutters <laughs> yeah I agree with that <laughs> um okay so uh, then he finds the witchcraft book Sam says oh no Gary this is a very bad book so we cut to Dean and Gary in Donna's basement. Gary says, Booyah! Master Chief is in the house, biznatches. <laughs> Dean says, Are you all right? Gary, <laughs> Gary, who is holding a gun, says, Yeah, fine. Dean searches around and then says, We'll all be damned. Willow Moss. Gary says, Yeah, right. It's supposed to grow over witches' graves, right? Dean says, Yeah. So Dean starts digging up the witch with his back to Gary, who starts pointing his gun at him. Gary says, hey, man, I'm really sorry about this. Dean says, without looking, sorry about what? Just then, Gary is thrown against the wall by the ghost of Maggie Briggs. Dean yells, Sam, and helps him up. Gary says, let's get the hell out of here. Dean says, whoa, we still got to burn the body, you idiot. Come on. 
Then Dean is thrown against the wall by the spirit. She comes after him, but then flames out when Gary tortures her bones. Gary says, dude, that was sweet. <laughs> we cut to bro. Sam. Bro. <laughs> bro. Did you see that, bro? So we cut to Sam walking down the street. Trevor and Nora follow him. Trevor says, hey, Gary, wait up. Nora says, where are you going? Sam says, I got something to do. Trevor says, you're skipping class? You? Sam says, I'm just not feeling like myself, okay? Trevor says, well, whatever it is, we can talk it out, bro. <laughs> Come with us. <laughs> Sam says, I don't have time. I got to go. I'm sorry. Sam turns around, and then Trevor yells, hey. As Sam turns back around, Trevor shoots him with a dart gun in the neck. <laughs> Again. Like, it's like freaking daylight on the sidewalk outside of the school, and he just, like, tr- trank gunned somebody. And he's just got a dart gun in his pocket? like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did that happen? (laughs) Nora says, Trevor. Trevor says, well, what else was I supposed to do? Sam passes out again. So we cut to Dean and Gary at a table in a bar. To the waitress, Dean says, do me a favor, sweetheart. Could you bring me a cheeseburger with extra bacon and fry an egg on top of it, would you? She says, absolutely. Gary says, oh, that sounds good. Ditto. She says, be right back with your order. Dean says to Gary, okay, who are you and what have you done with Sam? Gary (laughs) says, uh, what do you mean? Dean says, bacon cheeseburgers now? Gary says, I don't know. I eat them, don't I? Anyway, we are celebrating. Dean says, yeah, I guess. Another one bites the dust. Nice work today. Gary says, you too. I had a really awesome day, man. Seriously. They do a shot, and Gary cannot control his post-shot face. (laughs) He he, he is like, what the fuck did I just drink? So. Oh, you totally cut out. What'd you just say? Gas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're you're a little choppy. I don't so I Dean. Sa- thing. <laughs> yeah. Dean says a really awesome day. Gary says yeah. Why not? Dean says it was a random D-list ghost hunt. That's awesome to you. Gary says I can't be in a good mood. Dean says yeah. I guess it's. No, actually, it's not really your style, Sam. Gary says, well, then it's a new me. I mean, come on, why shouldn't I be happy? I've got a gun, I'm getting drunk, and I look like this. And he points to his face. (laughs) He says, I don't know, man. You ever feel like your whole future is being decided for you? Dean says, "Uh, yeah, Sam, I feel like that a lot. Gary says, no matter how much you fight it, you just can't stop the plan. The stupid, stupid plan. So I don't know. I guess it's just nice to do... Uh, a little ass kicking for a change. That's all. Uh, you know what? I'm drunk. Sorry. Just forget it. Dean says, no, no, it's all right. I'll drink to that. So they take another shot. Dean says, wow, is it just me? Or are we actually drinking together? Gary <laughs> says, we don't do it that often, huh? Dean says, yeah, you could say that. Gary says, well, we should. You're a good guy, Dean. Dean says, man, you are drunk. Then the waitress brings <laughs> him their food. Gary says, no. I mean it. You really are a good guy. Then Gary takes a bite of his burger and says, mmm, the bread alone. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to sometime later. It's the scene from the beginning of the episode where Crystal is hitting on Sam. Dean is watching. Then Crystal and Gary head out the door, and Gary says to Dean, we're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would have loved for that to be acted by Jared. So we could see Jared say that line. I know. 
<laughs> that would have been I even mean, we better. Did get to see, we did get to see him say, I would love to have the sex with you. Yeah. <laughs> Which and is, it was gold. I mean, That's why I wanted yeah. to see this too. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Sam waking up tied to a chair. Nora and Trevor are there. Trevor is calling someone on his cell phone. Sam yells, hey, what the hell's going on? Trevor says, you can scream all you want. No one can hear you. My parents are out of town. Into the phone, Trevor says, Gary. Gary says, hey, what up? He's in Crystal's bed. <laughs> Trevor says, where, where are you? Gary says, uh, I can't really tell you right now, but man, you wouldn't believe it. Trevor says, well, where's Dean? Gary says, uh, the cloverleaf on Route 6. Why? Route 6, sorry. Um, Trevor says, you mean you haven't killed him yet? Sam says, what? Wait, what do you mean? Kill Dean? Gary says, I'm building up to it. Trevor says, look, Gary, we got problems here. For one, I'm looking at your body right now with this other dude in it. Yeah, he's been in your house. He's been hanging out with your parents. Gary says, okay, just calm down. Whatever he says, no one's going to believe him, right? I mean, we're still good. Trevor says, just hurry up and kill that son of a bitch already, would you? Gary says, don't rush me. I'll do it. Trevor says, yeah, you better. So Crystal comes into her room and Gary says, oh, got to go. Crystal is wearing a black pleather outfit and has a whip. (laughs) (laughs) Gary says, oh, man, I am in way over my head. Yes, he is. (laughs) So back with Sam, Trevor says to Nora, I don't think he's going to do it. Nora says, just relax. This is Gary we're talking about. Sam says, what the hell is going on here? How do you know who Dean is? Trevor says, everybody knows Dean. He's hell's most wanted. Sam says, oh, no. Have you idiots been talking to demons? Trevor says, oh, right. We're the idiots. Sam says, you're just kids. You have no idea what you're messing with. Trevor says, well, we know that there's a price on Dean's head, and we're the ones that are going to collect. Sam says, what's that supposed to mean? Nora says, about a month ago, we were down here. About a month ago, we were down here. Trevor interrupts and says, Nora. She says, what? We're not supposed to talk about him? We were down here goofing around with that book. Trevor says, "Um, I wouldn't exactly call praying to our dark overlord goofing around. (laughs) God. So, like, so stern, this kid. (laughs) I I hate this kid. I freaking, everything about him I hate. I want to punch him in the face. He irritates me a lot. Yeah. Nora says, don't be a loser, Trev. Sam says, yeah, Trev. Nora says, anyway, all of a sudden, the lights flickered and Gary went into this weird trance. He closed his eyes, picked up a pencil, and drew this. She holds out a drawing of Dean's face. Trevor says, and you know what's really weird? Gary can't draw. Nora says, he said he heard a voice in his head. The demons were putting out a bounty on this guy. Sam says, a bounty? Nora says, yeah, like to every witch or Satanist across the whole country. But Gary, Gary's the one who spotted you. Sam says, and the Freaky Friday crap? She says, another spell from the book. Gary's idea. Going in Trojan horse style. He's really smart. Trevor says, that is, if he has the beanbags to go through with it. I laugh every time. I know. Beanbags. love it. (laughs) I'm going to use that. Yeah, me too. I mean, they are kind of like (laughs) beanbags. I usually call them, you know, oh, what do I, the cojones or, you know, whatever. I don't know, like more, but like beanbags is just great. I'm going to have to use that more. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. 
Sam says, listen to me, you were making a terrible mistake. We are talking about a demon deal, a demon deal, <laughs> killing somebody. This isn't a game. You're crossing a line you won't come back from. Believe me. Nora looks afraid and turns to Trevor, who says, what? Nora says, nothing. Trevor says, Nora, don't tell me you're actually listening to this jerk. She says, I don't know, maybe. I mean, what if he has a point? Trevor says, I don't believe this. First Gary, now you. You know what? Fine. You want something done right. Nora says, what are you going to go kill Dean yourself, tough guy? Trevor holds up the witchcraft book and says, don't have to. I can do this. And he points to a spell. Nora says, no, you can't be serious. Trevor says, I'm calling up one of these bad boys. Turning these punks over and getting paid. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> God, I hate this kid. He's just so cringy. Like, yes, exactly. That is the perfect word for it. Ugh. Nora says, and dumb. <laughs> he is so dumb, so dumb. <laughs> Nora says, I really don't think that's a good idea. Sam says, it's not. It's a very, very bad idea. Trevor says, no one asked you. So we cut to Gary and Sam's body sneaking into Dean's motel room. Uh, a lump on the bed suggests that Dean's sleeping. Gary picks up a gun, cocks it, and points it at the bed. Then Dean's next to him. Gary points the gun at him, but Dean moves it and punches Gary in the face. Dean says, you're not Sam. Who the hell are you? Gary says, ow. (laughs) So we cut back to Sam. He says, don't do this. I'm begging you. Nora says, Trevor, I think he's right. Trevor says, hey, you want to get into Vassar, don't you? Sam says, please, stop. You're going to get us all killed. Trevor finishes the spell, but nothing happens. Trevor says, maybe I said it wrong. Then he sees that Nora is slumped over. He says, Nora, are you okay? Sam says, no, don't touch her. Her head pops up and we see that she has demon black eyes. She says, oh yeah, I'm peachy. So what'd you call me here for, Skippy? Unless it's dinner time? Trevor says, what? No, uh, we have (laughs) Dean Winchester. She says, you do? Where? Sam says, Trevor, keep your mouth shut. Trevor says, the Cloverleaf Motel over on Route 6. She turns to Sam and says, Sam, is that you in there? Well, aren't you just 98 pounds and nothing? Sam (laughs) says, Sam says, the kid's a moron. He doesn't have any idea where Dean is. She giggles and says, so if Sam's in this body, who's in Sam's? Trevor says, a dangerous warlock named Gary. (laughs) The The demon says, you mean to tell me you've got Dean Winchester and Sam Winchester's meat suit, an empty vessel just waiting to be filled, and you're handing them both over to me? Trevor says, yeah, I guess. She says, well, I got to hand it to you. I'm impressed. Trevor says, thanks. Um, So if you don't mind my asking, there's a reward? She says, sure, my undying gratitude. Trevor says, what, are you serious? Sam says, be quiet, you idiot. The dean says, consider yourself lucky, kid. Trevor says, uh, wait a minute. We worked our asses off here, and uh, I want my reward. Please. The demon says, okay, I'm sorry. You're right. What can I get you? <laughs> I got to say, I love how this actress um, played a demon. She was really yeah. convincing. She's just great. I really enjoyed it. In fact, yeah. I think her performance is the one thing that really sticks out about this episode to me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. okay. What can I get you? Trevor says, well, how about a million bucks? Sam says, Oh, for God's sakes, Trevor, just shut up and run. The demon says a million doesn't really buy you much these days. Why not make it 10? Trevor says, okay, 10 mil. They both laugh. Trevor says, and I want Mindy Schwartz to fall in love with me. 
The demon says, love, money, stick into the basics. I can respect that. But here's my counter. And she rams her hand into his chest and kills him. Then she licks her bloody fingers and says, yum, tastes like moron. (laughs) I mean, she's not wrong. (laughs) I know. So we cut to Dean. He's finally checking his voicemails. He's missed 38 calls from Sam. Dean says to Gary, who is tied to a chair, all right, pal, either you start talking or I start waterboarding. Gary says, oh, my God, please don't hurt me. Please, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Dean says, okay, hey, pull it together there, champ. Gary says, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Dean asks, where's Sam? Gary says, in my friend's basement. His parents are out of town. Dean says, parents? How old are you? Gary says, 17. Then Dean is thrown against the wall by an invisible force. Demon-possessed Nora is there. Gary says, Nora. Her eyes go black, and she says, not at the moment. We cut to Sam and Gary's body trying to escape the ropes he's tied with. He struggles and gets short of breath. (laughs) (laughs) We cut back to Gary. The demon is untying him. She says, boy, you earned your dessert tonight, kiddo. Tell me, what is it you want? Anything. Gary says, anything? The demon says, lay it on me. Gary says, I want to be a witch for real and really powerful. The demon says, good choice. I get it. No daddy, no MIT, no plan. You get to be big and strong and no one can tell you what to do anymore. There's just one small formality first. You got to meet the boss. You know, your satanic majesty or whatever the kids are calling it these days. Gary says, <sighs> the devil? Uh, no. Okay. Um, it's okay. I don't really want to bother him. <laughs> she says like no thank you (laughs) yeah please i really don't want to meet the devil she says oh but he's going to want to meet you relax it'll be easy he's just going to ask you one little question and all you got to do is say yes and then you get your reward then dean rushes her and she starts kicking dean's ass dean gives gary the hairy eyeball and gary finally starts exercising (laughs) the rat Harry eyeball. <laughs> he does. He's like straight up glaring at him. But yeah, I know that's a funny expression, isn't it? It's just it gets me every time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so Gary starts exercising Nora. She turns around and says, What was that? Gary says, Uh, nothing. The demon says, Were you trying to exercise me? You little piece of crap. She grabs him by the neck and lifts him up. And then Dean continues the exorcism. Then he and Gary take turns doing the the exorcism together. Dean ends it with, adios, bitch. Gary says, uh, it's adios. Then the demon, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Adios, bitch. So so much sass. Yep. The demon smokes out of Nora. Gary looks very pleased with himself. We cut to Trevor's basement. Gary is doing the spell to switch bodies back. It works. Sam looks at himself in a mirror. Dean says, so we good? Sam says, yeah, we're good. Oh, man, it's nice to be back. Gary says, yeah, awesome. Dean says, so, Gary. Gary says, yeah, I know. My bad. Dean says, my bad? Kid, my bad ain't going to cut it. See, if you were of voting age, you'd be dead because we would kill you. So either you straighten up and fly right or we will kill you. Are we clear? Gary says, crystal. Dean says, good. So we cut to Sam and Dean dropping Gary off at home. They all get out of the car, including Nora. Gary says, crap. Sam says, Gary, look, take it from someone who knows. Chin up, man. Your life ain't that bad. Gary says, uh, you met my parents. Sam says, yeah, so what? It's your life. You don't like their plan for you? Tell them to cram it. Rebel a little bit. In a healthy, non-satanic way, of course. 
By the way, you know that you know why Nora's into witchcraft? Gary says, what do you mean? Sam says, she doesn't like Satan, you moron. She likes you. Gary says, <laughs> I love that line. No. She, doesn't, she doesn't like Satan, dumbass. <laughs> Gary says, really, you think? Sam says, yeah, I know. I'm telling you, kid, I wish I had your life. Gary says, you do? Thanks. Sam says, get out of here. Gary and Nora go into Gary's house. Dean says to Sam, that was a nice thing to say. Sam says, I totally lied. That kid's life sucked ass. They get in the car and Sam says, all that apple pie family crap, it's stressful. Trust me, we didn't miss a damn thing. Dean mm-hmm. says, or we don't know what we're missing. Dean starts the car and loud music starts playing. Sam says, oh, come on, man, turn it down. Dean says, welcome back, Cotter. And they drive away. And credits. <laughs> I have thoughts. <laughs> okay, good. I'd just like to say that, like, at the beginning when Sam slash Gary is ordering the banana daiquiri, like, and it's just super awkward, like, I feel like I'm doing something you shouldn't. I feel that way every time I buy alcohol, like, <laughs> order a drink or anything like that. I feel like I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing. And you know what? I am almost 29 years old. Like, <laughs> No, I feel the same way. I feel like I'm doing something wrong when I buy alcohol. And I'm almost 38. Like, yeah. I get it's it. It's like, this isn't right, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and I don't know why. Like, I think it's because it's for so long you grow up with like, no, this is really bad. You can't do this. It's okay when you're 21, but it's really bad, you know? And so right. you're finally able to do it and you're like, I feel like I'm doing a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. But totally. Yeah. So I get it. Also, Awkward Jared is the best. Oh my God. Like, so perfect. It's so funny. He's so hilarious when he's just, like, being weird and squirrely, and, yeah, it's great. I love it. I got to say, okay, at the beginning of the episode when they're, like, you know, at the house with the lady who used to babysit them and all that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. I don't remember any of that. Oh, yeah, that was totally new to me, too. That was, like, totally out of the blue. Like, I felt like I'd never seen it before. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was like, this isn't part of the episode, you know? Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then I got really confused because I was like, oh, this is the one where they swap bodies. And then they, like, go into this whole, like, witch poltergeist thing at the beginning. And I'm like, this isn't right. I think I'm watching the wrong episode. I yeah. actually paused it to check what episode I was watching to make sure it was the right one. And I was like, this isn't, something's not right here. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, and... <laughs> When they're dropping Sam slash Gary off at Gary's house, mm-hmm. the the police officer pulls into the driveway. It drove me nuts that he did not park in the driveway straight. He parked in it like diagonally. Yeah. Who does that? Apparently Who does cops. that? You monster. <laughs> 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 it's not okay. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Like, now nobody else could put my immediate thought when he did it was great. Now nobody can get in or out of that driveway, even if they wanted to. What you think you own the driveway now because you're a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> I got like irrationally upset about it. That's awesome. <laughs> I shouldn't have, but I did. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. I didn't notice. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Also, okay, another thing that irritates me about this episode is that Dean is just too dense. You know, yeah, like, he is really dense. 
there's all these things that are happening where I feel like normally if anything is slightly off with Sam, he's like, I know something's mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. Where like this, like the whole episode where he is not acting anything like himself and Dean's just like, well, I guess we're going to go with it. But also is it like, oh, well, because now he like gets along with Dean more and he's eating burgers and drinking with him and all that sort of stuff. He's kind of like more willing to let it go. Or is it just because he's really that dense? Yeah, I think he is just a little bit more willing to like, you know, be hopeful that this is a new page that Tam, that, that, Tam, that Sam is turning. <laughs> you know, like, like they're drinking together. Dean has always wanted them to like bond and drink together. You know what I mean? He's excited yeah. that Sam is eating poorly like he is because it makes him feel better about his own eating habits, you know? Yeah. Just all of it. Yeah. He, he's excited that Sam wants to listen to Bob Seger loudly, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like, this is weird, but I'm going to take it because it makes my... And also, it might not even be because he's like, oh, I want to bond with Sammy. He's like, this makes my life a lot easier when he's agreeable. So he just kind of goes with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I don't know I'm which sorry. one it is. He would know that something was wrong when Sam was like, booyah, biznatches. I mean, I would yeah. have loved to see Jared Padalecki say that, too. Oh, yeah. That would have been gold. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the whole thing is just kind of irritating because, like, if Dean would just get it together, this would have been solved in, like, no time at all. Right. You know? Yeah. It would have been an issue. But Mm -hmm. anyways. Also, it's got to be really hard to do, like, that scene. um, Well, all of the scenes where they're, like, you know, mirroring. Oh, yeah. I bet that's so fun to do as an actor. Probably. And like, I, I watched the part where, oh gosh, Sam is in Gary's bedroom and he's like in the mirror going like, who are you or whatever. And he's like moving around and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell there's slight little differences, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ha 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 you know, like yeah. I really them doing something wrong. But. Yeah. I love scenes like that. There's actually an episode of X-Files where something like that happens where um, this older guy gets into uh, Mulder's body David Duchovny's body and they he there's a scene where he's looking in the mirror and you can see it so both actors are looking at each other through a mirror right and um and they do a little dance and it's just so fun to see because these actors are trying to do the same facial expressions and get the dance just right and it's, it's really cute I just think that that kind of acting would probably be a lot of fun to do oh I'm sure yeah it'd be really hard but it would be a lot of fun yeah But, yeah, that's pretty much, those are pretty much my thoughts. You know, other than being totally frustrated with Dean, I really like this episode. Yeah, I do, too. It's pretty good. Yeah. I love the fact, too, that, like, Sam almost got totally fucked over, like, in a Lucifer way. You know what I mean? Like, he was very, very close to having his body being taken over by Lucifer. I wonder if Gary... He almost got warned to the prom. It's so true. I wonder I wonder how Gary would have held up in you know in the face of Satan. (laughs) Right? Oh, he would be a puddle of mush. Yeah, he'd probably say yes in the first like two minutes. Just whatever you want, please don't eat me. Yeah. Yeah, Right. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. So what was your favorite moment from this episode? Um, I think I think the whole first 
scene where, you know, just before the opening title sequence where Sam is getting hit on by Crystal and he's just like, she's like, you're stunning looking. And he's like, I know, right? And he's like <laughs> fixing his hair and... I, and and of course the I would love to have the sex with you. I just that yeah. is that is one of the best lines in the whole series. That's in my like <laughs> that's in my top ten. So it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? Same thing. Crystal, I would love to have. And then for some reason, like when the parents smoking drugs. Yeah. Oh, you're cutting out so bad you know right that now. You don't have to, huh? You're cutting out so bad right now. Can you repeat um, um, the last, the last favorite moment? When the parents, uh, when Gary's parents are like, "Are you smoking drugs?" Oh yeah. He's like, okay, let's be real. I mean, I don't know much about drugs, but I know you don't just smoke them. <laughs> right. I know. There's you a know? lot of different kinds of drugs. Some you smoke. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. Some you smoke. But no, it's so funny because they like I just it just tickled me because they're like so concerned about this, even though they know nothing about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, not that I know anything about it, but I know enough to know that you don't just smoke drugs. <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me. OK, I once knew this guy who um, did a lot of ecstasy and <laughs> apparently a, a pill can you get a different kind of high if you put it in your mouth, you know, and swallow it, you'd get a different kind of high if you put it up your butt. Uh, and and girls can, you know, know. put it put it in your hoo ha, yeah. and it's a different <laughs> kind of high. So that sounds terrible. It all sounds terrible, but he did it one time. He stuck it in his butt. Uh, yep. Yep. I don't want some sort of chemicals dissolving in my rectum. That doesn't sound like it's good for your, you know, your freaking environment. I mean, it will, like, work its way down there eventually. That's true. But it'll be a little less potent, I'm guessing. I don't even know. I don't even know. know. It just, the whole thing alarmed me. But anyways, I thought you needed that information. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah no mm-mm. that's not that is an exit only <laughs> that is absolutely correct I'm gonna agree that with that 1000 percent yeah yeah exit only but yeah. ugh. okay so we're gonna move on to our interesting facts <laughs> and just get right over that one um, <laughs> uh, okay so it says while Sam is going through Gary's box, there's a copy of Busty Asian Beauties. Um, it's the same magazine Dean got at the gas station in episode one of season four, Lazarus Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, says, Dean tells fake Sam slash Gary, want to get the lead out and dirty? He is referring to legendary world champion race car driver uh, Mario Andretti, okay. which I know nothing about race cars or yeah, racing yeah. or any of that so I know in NASCAR they go around in circles to the left and they have pit stops and that's pretty much my extent of knowledge on race cars (laughs) and race car driving but um, this says uh, Dean and Sam slash Gary walk along Fisherman's Wharf with plenty of boats and seagulls in the background Uh, the real Housatonic Housatonic I don't know is located (laughs) in the western um, side of the state which is landlocked Um, no wharves of any kind Okay. 
Um, it says, entering the basement to hunt for the witch's bones. Um, Gary is carrying a shotgun and says, booyah, <laughs> Master Chief is in the house. Um, Master Chief Petty Officer John, um, 117, is the main character in an enormously popular and successful online role-playing game named Halo. Right. Okay. Which I've never played know. Halo, so I don't. I didn't know that. I think the only video game that I've really played. Well, I tried to play Call of Duty one time because somebody told me that it was the easiest video game to play, which I know nothing about because I don't know video games. All I did was spin around in circles and shoot at the air, and every once in a while, I would make it out of the backyard. <laughs> somebody <laughs> would shoot me, and I'd end up back in my corner of the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny it was really aggravating so other than that I think like you know I used to play the you know Super Mario or whatever on the 64 yeah yeah I I could never make it past like level three though Mm -hmm. I just I couldn't do it and then I played those games on the original Nintendo system that's how old I am yeah oh that's what we played it on the Nintendo 64 oh no I just had the very first Nintendo that came out isn't that the 64? No, huh? What's the first one called? It's it it doesn't have a name other than the original Nintendo. There's no like oh, numbers. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yep. I didn't I was never into video games. Like we got video games for my brother. Okay. Like my brother was the one that played them and every once in a while I would like get a turn you know yeah but like I just never was really into it like I like to play the the Tarzan game on GameCube mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that was that was it Wii Sports I'm pretty you know that's pretty fun I like Wii yeah. Sports yeah but. yeah I I played a lot when I was in elementary school but that's it I stopped after that yeah I just yeah I never got into it <laughs> yeah um yeah mm uh, so this says the logo on Gary's AP physics binder and the pennants on the school wall indicate that Gary, Nora, and Trevor attend Columbus High School. Um, the real Housatonic, Housatonic, I don't know, um, <laughs> is part of the Berkshire Hills Regional School District. Uh, the district's high school is named Monument Mountain. Um, there's an actual Columbus High in Massachusetts, but it's located in Boston on the opposite side of the state. Oh, okay. Um, It says, uh, Sarah Drew plays Nora, the friend of Gary's, and she also plays in Grey's Anatomy, which they mock in season five, episode nine, Changing Channels. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, at the end, when Sam is returned to himself, he tells Dean to turn down the rock music. Dean says, welcome back, Cotter. Um, He's referring or he's referencing the show of the same name from 1975. Uh, The teacher, Mr. Cotter, was often the spoil sport for his students shenanigans, just as Sam sometimes spoils Dean's fun. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad that you explained that because I tried to look up Cotter, but it just brought me to like a Dr. Cotter. So it didn't bring up the TV show at all. So I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never heard of it, but yeah. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our research for this week is off of damnedconnecticut.com, which is quite the website, I gotta say. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, and this is off. Uh, this is about uh, Lindley Street. Um, it says the damned story. (laughs) 
<laughs> in November 1974, Lindley Street in Bridgeport became the epicenter for one of the most documented hauntings in Connecticut history. A small ball, a small ball, a small ball, a small bungalow-styled home owned by Gerard and Laura Gooden was reported to be under attack by otherworldly forces that were allegedly responsible for moving furniture, breaking windows, levitating objects, making a cat talk, which is disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, that's no good. The disgusting part was my own ad in there. <laughs> and generally perplexing and terrifying everyone who stepped foot into the house. Um, as the situation uh, seemingly increased in intensity, police and firefighters are called in, as were news reporters, priests, paranormal investigators, and of course, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yay, I love them. <laughs> Thousands gathered in the street to try and glimpse the unexplained phenomena that was supposedly besieging the house, and an international haunting sensation was born. It says, what made this case, or wait, what made this case so compelling and drew so much attention as compared to other hauntings was the high number of reputedly reliable witnesses who uh, reported experiencing the unusual activities firsthand. Uh, beyond the Goodens and their friends, more than two dozen firefighters, police officers, and other investigators on the scene also saw all sorts of bizarre happenings, including couches and chairs, chairs, couches and chairs <laughs> spontaneously moving across the floor tables and a refrigerator levitating, paintings and crucifixes falling off walls, and even knives flying through the air. <laughs> no, Ooh, that's terrifying. Man. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also recounted hearing a strange, or hearing a strange, hearing a range of audio phenomena. Listen, my brain is not on right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You're doing fine. <laughs> they heard a range of audio phenomena from unexplicable knocks and bangings to disembodied voices. Uh, Sam, the family cat, was alleged to have said a number of things, including jingle bells and bye-bye. Okay, oh if Steve God. looked at me and was like, bye-bye, I'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm never coming back to this house again. You know. I wonder what? why I'm saying jingle bells. <laughs> jingle bells. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, here's my question. Does the cat have a high-pitched voice or a low voice? Ew. That would make a difference. Either one makes me... If it had a high little... I mean, if it was, like, creepy high voice, that'd be one thing. If it just was kind of like, hi, you know, I'd be kind of like, okay. But if it was like, I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) If it had, like, a low, like, I'm going to eat you in your sleep type voice. (laughs) Like, nope. (laughs) We we also read another article that said the cat was swearing at the people. Yeah. Like, cursing. Mm -hmm. Which I don't think that's any better. That's not better. I feel like... It just, it shouldn't be talking at all. There's, yeah. <laughs> it just shouldn't be talking at all. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Anyways, um, this says the decorative swans in the front yard were also accused of making unearthly sounds. Ew. <laughs> the swans are speaking. I don't like, like it. <laughs> um, it says the majority of the weird activity seemed to be centered around the Gooden's 10-year-old adopted daughter, Marcia. Um which is typically, um, or which is typical of many classic poltergeist hauntings. Uh, witnesses reported that many of the odd events happened when the young girl was around. A large number also occurred when she was either in another room or not even in the house. Um, oh no, it cut off part of the sentence. Okay, it says something had been happening since the Goodens adopted Marcia. Yeah, it cut off part of that sentence. So all I get is had been happening since the Goodens adopted Marcia in 1968. So I'm guessing all these like phenomena had been happening. Um, increasing mm-hmm. in frequency and intensity in 1971. 
A year later was the first time the family officially called authorities, initially to help find the source of a rhythmic pounding they'd heard in the house at night. Oh. Um, yeah. After that, more unusual events started happening, uh, doors opening and closing themselves, as well as items being found in random places around the house. The family repeatedly called in the police to search for a cause to it all, but despite thorough, thorough investigations, nothing definitive was discovered. Um, activity reached a peak in November 1974, and by that time, a number of investigators, including the Warrens, uh, members of the American Society for... Uh, how do you even... Psychical Research and okay. Psychical Research Foundation. That's not a word, is it? I have no idea. Maybe they meant physical? I, I think it. they meant physical. Okay. I'm going to go with physical. Anyways, um, in addition to the police, had staked out the house. Uh, they conducted interviews with family members, including Marsha and a de- uh, that and detailed a number of seemingly inexplicable happenings. In addition to the aforementioned activities, TVs were tipping over, dressers were moving around, um, window shades were rolling up, and wall shelves were being pulled out of the wall, all without seeming or without seeming provocation. Uh, the Goodens, who claimed to not believe in the paranormal, were increasingly stressed and vexed by what was going on in their home. Okay, yeah. I feel like anybody would be a little stressed about that. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. I would really be stressed about that. I'd be like, burn it down and don't ever build again. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, it's just, just have it all go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, meanwhile, with the local and national press covering the case, uh, large and curious crowds are regularly gathered outside the house. Um, at one point, a few zealous neighbors tried to dispel the dark spirits in their own fashion, attempting to set the house on fire. They were quickly stopped. I mean, honestly. Burn like, it down, dude. Burn it down. Burn it. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't burn somebody else's house down. You should never do that. However, if it's your house and you yeah. don't mind m- losing everything, burn that shit. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, have it go. <laughs> It says the situation seemed to be getting more intense when a few weeks into the investigation, a police officer witnessed the young girl, Marsha, attempting to tip over a TV with her foot when she thought no one was watching. Mm. Being caught in the act, she soon confessed that she was responsible for all the activities in the house and explained how she had done it all. The event was soon declared a hoax by the relieved police who ended the official investigation, although questions remained as to how Marsha had been able to perpetrate some of the witnessed events when she wasn't in the house or when she had been in another room. Uh, the majority of the investigators, press, and curious crowds all soon went away. I mean, I kind of wonder if, like, her parents had her say that, so that way people would stop, like, gathering. I mean, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially, if, like, how can a 10-year-old rig up? I, like, okay, I'm 28. I wouldn't be able to rig that stuff up. Like, I wouldn't be right. able to be like, oh, this is how we're going to make this move, or this, you know, like, I do not have the technical you know, yeah. fortitude to do that sort of thing. So like a 10 year old, I, I, I doubt it. Yeah. You know? Agreed. I'm Some sure her stuff, parents sure. touched her. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if they're saying the cat's talking, I'm pretty sure you can't teach a cat English. Right. So Ew. there's that. <laughs> no matter how hard they try. Although Steve is pretty good at talking, but he never says real words. <laughs> Thank he God. Screams, cusses at me all the time. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what he would say if he actually spoke English. Um, 
It says, interestingly, um, even though Marsha had admitted to being the cause of the events and apologized for her role in it all, uh, strange happenings purportedly continued to occur in the house for weeks to come. Eventually, the activities did stop and life went back to normal. More than 40 years later, what happened exactly... Um, or what exactly happened at Lindley Street is still disputed. Um, some say it was all a hoax perpetrated by a young girl. Others who were there and allegedly saw unusual things happen when that young girl wasn't around weren't so convinced that it had all been faked. One thing is for sure, it's one of the most interesting and famous hauntings in Connecticut history. Ooh, I love it. Super creepy. <laughs> the talking cat, man. Oh. I can't do that. No. No, I would be right out of there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you, like, you can't fake that, man. You can't fake that. Nope. Nope. That's and, did it, and did it say the swans were talking, too? It says they were making sounds. Okay. Here, let me go back to where it... Um, where are the swans? Decorative swans in the front yard were also accused of making unearthly sounds. So whatever unearthly sounds are. What's a decorative swan? Does that mean they're not real? Yeah, they're fake swans. Like Okay, so fake swans should not be making any noises. They shouldn't be making any noises <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> yeah. So any noises coming from them is not okay. Nope. <laughs> okay. Right. None of it is right. <laughs> okay. Ew. Pretty much. Yep. So uh, what was your Edge of moment from this week? <laughs> okay, well, speaking of Ed and Lorraine Warren, I've gotten a little bit obsessed with them recently. So they were kind of like the original ghost hunters um, back in the 70s. They're a married mm -hmm. couple. Both of them are um, dead now. But um, I was watching like the Conjuring movies and the Annabelle movies, and they're in those. So I got a little bit too obsessed with Patrick Wilson, which I admit... <laughs> <laughs> became a little bit of a problem but it's fine now <laughs> just want to throw that out there uh -huh. but um <laughs> um so I was uh reading this book that um, wasn't written by the Warrens but um about them and it had a bunch of excerpts from their lectures because they did a lot of lectures in like colleges and other in like bookshops and stuff like that um so it basically it mm -hmm. talks a little bit about Amityville and the haunting in Enfield and a couple other hauntings as well um and it's so this book is called The Demonologist it's a non-fiction um, and I normally read fiction books like I love reading scary books and I normally read um, fiction and it kind of, you know, puts me to sleep and eases my anxiety. And, you know, I love the horror genre in general. I but, read about scary things. I'm tired. What? <laughs> yeah, it's calming. I love scary Ugh. things. But this, okay. I don't know if it's because it was like a nonfiction um, but in it, there's this section about how um, most of these hauntings by demons, this this book was all about not just like spirit hauntings like ghosts, but like actual demons um, mm -hmm. and how they came to be in these people's lives. And usually it's because someone in the house was playing with a Ouija board. Yeah. So there are a couple other instances where they were doing other things, but mostly it was the Ouija board. And he mm -hmm. kind of like Ed Warren kind of went over and over and over it and kept talking about Ouija boards. And I suddenly realized like, holy shit, I have a Ouija board in the house right now. 
like right now. And I got so scared. Yeah. It was like, it was like midnight and I got so paranoid about it that I, <laughs> I went downstairs and I put some gloves on and I handled the Ouija board with my gloved hands only and, <laughs> and threw it away. So I got rid of the Ouija board cause I just got so terrified. Yeah. And then it wasn't even garbage day the next day. It was like in our house for like four days, just like sitting in the trash in the garage. So I was like super uneasy about it and like freaking out to Eric, who was just like, oh, my God. It's been here for years. <laughs> you have owned this Ouija board since you were eight years old, maybe yeah. seven. And just now and, you, and I used it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. So so now I'm just like, fuck. So anyways, I got into my head that that shit was all real and I got super yeah. scared. And felt like a bad mom for having a Ouija board in the house with a child. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not like the board itself is going to go after him or something. I know. I just I just got all super freaked out about it. So anyways, I just I I got a little too paranoid, (laughs) but I no longer have a Ouija board. And I firmly believe that they are no good, which I think you tried to tell me in a previous episode. I think I've tried to tell you before the previous episode, but <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember I called you and I was like, I got wid- rid, I got wid, I got rid of my Ouija board, and you were like, Oh, good. <laughs> you okay. were happy Here's for me. Talking, speaking of Ouija boards, granted, I don't know if this is necessarily a hundred percent true or not, but um, I heard. So this isn't from me, and I don't know, like, well, it's not. So, okay, my mom grew up in a Lutheran church, and she had, you know, the youth group or whatever, like you do at churches, and she told me one time that, granted, I don't know if she was just trying to freak me out and, like, get me to, like, never go around one ever, but it worked. (laughs) Yeah. But she said that, I guess, in her church, they had, like, a room that had a bunch of like board games and that sort of stuff in it. And it had a Ouija board in there. Like, why would you have a Ouija board in church? Who did that? I don't know. Whatever. Okay, fine. So that's just, the whole thing is suspicious to begin with just because of that. But, um, she said that there was some kids playing around with it, I guess. And one of the kids was like, I don't believe that this is real. Like, it's just, it's all fake. You guys are just being done, you know, whatever. Like, it's not like, this isn't a possibility. Like, you know, demons don't exist. Ouija boards are useless, blah, 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 blah. Apparently this is according to her, the kid, I mean, she wasn't, I don't know if she was there at the time, but she heard about it. So who knows, you know, what actually happened, but the kid got thrown across the room and had gashes on his body that he had to go to the hospital to get stitched up. After saying that, like, I don't believe any of this is true. It's all a bunch of nonsense and whatever is like, I will prove you wrong. You know, like, that's crazy. So, like, I'm never going anywhere near that. Like, I won't touch one. I won't touch it. This book has convinced me that, like, demon hauntings are an actual thing. And I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you because I believe in that stuff. Yeah, well, I'm just telling you, I believe in that now, too. Like, yeah. I like that's a thing that I believe in now. And it's freaked me right the fuck out. Right yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe that, you know, it, I do believe in angels and demons. And I believe that demons, because in the Bible, I mean, okay, like, 
this is me and growing up, you know, reading the Bible, all that sort of stuff. It says that demons can make themselves out to be whatever they want to be to get invited in. Right. So like mm-hmm. if you have, you know, if dead grandma is all of a sudden showing up to your house and you're like, oh, grandma, like it, it says if you give it a name, it gives it power. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, basically acknowledge it, it like also gives it power. So like, you know, it, it'll show up as dead grandma to say, hey, like you know, oh, like, let me be this comforting thing for you. And then so you're like, you want to keep it around and you basically invite it to stay. And so it's like, you know, like, I don't like any of it. Yeah. (laughs) But Uh. yeah, on the other hand of that, though, like angels also exist and they're there to protect us from that. So there's that. And, you know, whether people agree with it or not, that's just what I believe. And so, you know, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But Yeah. yeah, so it's comforting to me because it's like, yeah, on one hand, there's these terrible things, but on the other hand, there's something that's trying to keep you safe from the terrible thing. Right. So, yeah, that is but, comforting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. And also fun fact, I heard that, um, Furbies were made in the same factory that Ouija boards are made. So that's why so many people have so many issues with Furbies. Like, you know, they're like waking right. up in the middle of the night and singing and all that sort of stuff because, you know, they're made in the same factory that the Ouija boards are made. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. But lots of people have problems with their Furbies being a little too satanic. So one learned my name in the middle of the night. It woke up. It woke. It woke up. (laughs) (laughs) It's woke, woke, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It woke up. And I don't remember if it was a Furby or because I had a Furby and a gremlin, which are like, yeah you know, whatever. They're kind of similar. I don't remember which one it was, but, um, I remember it woke up in the middle of the night, started rocking back and forth and singing. And it actually said my name. And I, you know, at the time I didn't think of it, anything about it other than it was kind of creepy because like, you know, everybody was like, Oh yeah, your Furbies can learn this, you know, and learn this and blah, 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 which wasn't actually in on and in on any of the packaging, but it happened to enough people to where people thought that that's what they did. Okay. I looked up the technology for Furbies. It had, I think it was like 32 or 35 programmed sayings that it could do. And like, depending on what you did, whether you like tipped it up and down, or if you like, you know, put the, your hand over it to cover the little light sensor or whatever, it would like do different things. But Mm -hmm. like, it didn't have the technology to learn any, it to like learn things and record it and play it back. It like it only had its like set list of things that it was supposed to say. So the fact that my Furby or whatever it was talked to me was no go. Yeah, that's crazy. And I remember being freaked out by them. My friend had like four of them and I would like go over and like stay the night at her house. And I was like terrified of the Furbies. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, jeez. But yeah. So anyways, well, I don't like any of it. Nope. So what was your idiot or ass butt moment? <laughs> so <laughs> a couple days ago, I was helping move a bunch of hay at the barn that I'm at, which I actually enjoy doing because it's a good workout and all that sort of stuff. But I did some dumb things. Like there was one time <laughs> during all of this that I stood up right underneath the beam and cracked my head so hard that I thought I must be bleeding. <laughs> like, oh, my God. No way that I'm not. <laughs> like, Oh, my gosh. And then, yeah, so that that was kind of bad. That was a little bit of a headache. But the other one, okay, so, like, you use the hay hooks or whatever. to like So you stab the hay hook into the hay to, like, drag it around or lift it up or whatever instead of having to, like, use your hands to try and hold it because it's really hard, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially when you've got bigger bales and heavier and whatever. <laughs> and so 
I decided to, you know, I'm trying to fling the hay hook into the hay to hook it and then drag it. And I got the hay hook kind of into the hay, but not enough to where it like stuck. And so I went to pull back on it and it ripped through the hay and nailed me right in the shin. Right. And it's sharp. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, okay. And it didn't really hurt so bad at the time, but I was just kind of like, Ooh, and I like rubbed it a little bit and I was like, well, I guess that's not so bad. And then I like kept going. So then that night I go to like shower and get all the hay dust off me and everything. And I've got a hole in my shin. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, and like all around it is like swollen and bruised. And then there's like a perfect little, like, you know, chunk taken out of my shin from where I nailed myself with the hay hook but I don't like it didn't hurt bad enough at the time to think like oh I might be bleeding or anything like that like it was just like oh that kind of hurt and then it went away so fast that I was like oh this is fine and then later I'm like having to like scrub because at that point it had bled and like kind of scabbed over a little bit yeah but there was like all these like bits of like gene fibers and all that sort of stuff in it so I had to like scrub it out and get all the gene fibers out of it and reopen it basically yeah kind of disgusting and gross but it's fine now but I've still got like a little you know egg on my shin yeah <laughs> but Ow. it was just me being stupid and you know not controlling my limbs and anything yeah. else I just uh, it was a day for injuries <laughs> but oh, yeah man. that's my story <laughs> okay well thank you so much for listening to our podcast you can email us at idgits and aswets podcast at gmail.com the word and is spelled out. You can visit our Facebook page at Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast, or you can check us out on Instagram. Um, what is our Instagram page? So if you go on to Instagram, you can either look us up by the Instagram handle, which is Idgits and Aspects podcast, or if you just look up Idgits um, and Aspects, it should come up or it, yeah, if you look up Idgits and Aspets, it should come up. But if you put Idgits and Aspets podcast in there, um, handle is the and is spelled out and the name of it. It's got the little and sign. So either way you type it, it'll still come up. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks again. Thank you.